everyone. Welcome back to another week of It's Never Fine. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, and for those who have been listening to our episodes, thank you so much for listening. Today, Linda and I want to discuss conflict and how we personally deal with conflict, how we choose to engage and decide whether we should engage or not. Yeah, we just both thought that it would be a good topic to discuss since everyone has their own different styles of dealing with issues or drama that arises in their lives. So yeah, Linda, take it away. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I think because we come into contact with so many people in our lives, like we both work in a very client-facing field of work, and obviously we just interact with a lot of people every day, whether it be people in our workplace or the client or friends or just random strangers outside of our lives. I think we experience enough conflict in our lives that we've somewhat learned how to cope with it and like how to deal with it. So I think this is definitely a good topic to touch on today. So I guess I want to start with like the idea of what is conflict and you know, I guess what is the evolutionary root of it? So I think for me at least, I think a lot of conflict stems from misunderstanding and assumptions. So like the idea is when two or more people conflict, at least in my personal experience, it's because one party or both parties had expectations or I guess implicit expectations about what was going to happen. So like instead of communicating or putting it straight out on the table about what was going to happen or what's expected of each other or each other's roles or tasks or responsibilities or desires or values or whatever, you just have the understanding that like, oh, the other person knows what's going to happen or the other person is going to do that. And maybe it wasn't clear or whatever, but then like misunderstandings arise and then conflict then arise and the idea of conflict goes way back to our ancestors like I think I was reading a while ago there was like some article about chimpanzees and bonobos that they also have conflicts and that they usually resolve it on their own too but sometimes you know it gets so serious that they need like a third party to step in which is interesting that animals do the same thing that we do I also think it's kind of different like why is it that when there's conflict both parties feel uncomfortable. Like, have you thought about that? Like, why is it an unnatural feeling for us to conflict with someone? And and when I say discomfort, I mean like slightly negative emotions. And it, and it usually stems from, like I said, like both parties have a different perspective or prefers like a different course of action or whatever. And I think um, going off the point that you made, like why everyone feels uncomfortable. I was listening to another podcast, actually. It was Jonathan Van Ness's podcast. Amazing. He was talking to this neuroscientist And he was asking her about like, why do people feel bad vibes? Are negative vibes actually a thing? And she said that it is a thing because we expect good things to happen to us. We took behavioral econ and everyone thinks, oh, they're the outlier. We are going to get the positive outcome, even though statistics may show negative outcome happen more frequently. Anyways, because we view ourselves in a positive light, whenever something negative does happen in our lives, such as a friend causing drama or maybe someone on the road honked at you, you're a little shook from that and you do feel those negative vibes because you expect positive reactions. Everyone wants to be surrounded by positivity. So when something negative happens to you or if someone's sending you bad vibes, you do feel, you feel uncomfortable because you're not used to it and your body is like confused and your mind is confused. And I think that also leads to why people want to resolve conflict in the end because you feel so uncomfortable. You want things to be happy again. Hopefully that made some sense, but that's what the, that's what the lady said. And I thought that was very interesting because it's just, it's just human nature. I guess 
this reminds me of this conversation that I had years ago when I was like 15 years old. I was volunteering at my art studio that I went to and I was helping out the teaching assistant with, I guess, getting the studio ready for each class. And I remember at that time, one of my good friends, my friend just wanted to stir up some drama with me and she was just acting really bitchy towards me and I just felt uncomfortable, didn't know how to deal with that. So I was talking to my teaching assistant about it and she was in her early to mid twenties at the time. And she was like, well, you know, you can avoid this. All drama can be avoided. And I was like, what? Like, I thought drama was a natural part of life. And she was like, no, you like, you can choose to engage and you can choose to like cause this drama and create fire, or you can choose to be the bigger person as shitty as it feels sometimes, even though you know you're in the right, you can be the bigger person and apologize for whatever she's accusing you of and just move on. And so that has stuck with me. Um, I remember in that moment, I texted my friend back and told her like, okay, well, I'm sorry this happened. Like, I don't really know what I did wrong, but I'm sorry. And I hope we can move past this. And I remember seeing my friend at school the next week and she was very surprised by my reaction um, because I think she was, I mean, she was just trying to start drama and conflict just for the sake of it. And I think she thought that I would engage as I guess what she thought would be the normal response but that conversation with my TA kind of has carried through like going back to our death conversation last week we're on this earth for such a short period of time might as well be happy and be at peace with the people that you love yeah so I think the conversation that you had with your teaching assistant really makes sense because it just really simplifies life when you think about it like when you have all these problems it's easy just don't engage people tend to overcomplicate and we feel the need to contribute something whether it be like our point of view or our anger we have to make a point it doesn't really matter because in the end like what does your point contribute if the other person already doesn't agree like there's already that foundational disagreement and so whatever points you want to make is of no value to the conversation and is of no value to the other person and so it it really is just a waste of effort to try to pitch these ideas or or whatever because they're not going to listen and it's senseless to put an effort into something that isn't going to resolve itself so I agree and then actually a few things to note about your stories I think that one of the things you were saying that you sometimes take a step back and like think about is it really worth it or you said you tried to think about it from their perspective and their lens and gauge whether or not like your reaction is appropriate or your response is appropriate and that's a really big thing for me because I think so many things go into conflicts with other people that aren't just about you like you said for me if I'm looking at me there are internal struggles that can like affect my perception of what's going on whether it be like expectations of someone else or like conflicts or even a conversation can be perceived or even a text can be perceived in the most negative way I think if like if my mood is affected say I'm already frustrated from other things or if I'm going through something in my life or even if I'm hungry you know like that can severely impact the way things are read in a conversation or your tone it affects your tone which is then perceived in the wrong light by like the other party and so yeah like it's it's great that you like step back and like try to look at it from the other person's perspective because they could be going through like the aforementioned I guess stress-related factors or like your environment totally affects like how you perceive things and 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 how conflict is resolved can be impacted by the environment you're in like you and I would say we're in pretty positive environments we have great friends we have 
a great support system, but we're also like very independent people and like know how our own emotions work and how our logic works. And we like consider those factors. But then like some people don't have the blessing of growing up with an education, nor are they educated in the first place. So they never had that like sense of maturity growth phase that we did. And like maybe they don't have experience with like learning how to manage conflicts and so like there's also an issue when you have someone who like knows how to cope with conflicts who is having a disagreement with someone who like has never had to really deal with with being confrontational in their life and like that brings up another point the idea of being confrontational I've noticed tends to carry with it a very negative connotation and like I don't like that because I think you and I are confrontational in the sense that no we're not bitchy or anything but like we avoid conflict as much as we can. But if something is still bothering us after being given that time to rethink and consider, we do like bring those topics up and we talk about it in a very like mature way. And there are at no, there are hardly ever any like personal feelings involved. Like it's hardly ever personal, but I think for some reason when people think of someone as being confrontational, you think of someone as being like very aggressive. And But then when you look at it from a female, you think, okay, it's kind of bitchy. And then when you think at a male being confrontational, there's like a different sense to it. Like, oh, he's masculine. He's assertive. He's dominant. But yeah, like, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Lots to unpack there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I agree. We're both confrontational. I don't think being confrontational should be viewed as aggressive as long as you're not, if you're trying to make a situation worse, then I would view that as aggressive. But if, for example, like something is bugging you for a really long time, I think it's fine to be confrontational because how else are you supposed to get the situation resolved? If both parties are too passive, it's gonna eat away, or at least personally, like it eats away at me for a while and I start feeling awkward around the other person and yeah, we could both move past it, but there's just going to be that elephant in the room where something weird happened between us like and we never talked about it and our friendship or relationship can continue but there's always going to be that one thing that was left unresolved and for me and I know for you Linda like we like our doors closed you know we would like to get things resolved so we can completely move past it without something biting us and then going back to how you mentioned viewing a conflict from the other person's lens like and how you were saying even just being hungry can result in anger just small things like that can affect a person's mood and maybe how they perceive someone's tone or how they perceive anything. And this reminds me of this book called The Four Agreements. Oh. And in that book, one of the main teaching is that if someone is mad at you, for example, but there's no explanation for it, it's not anything that you did. It's really just that person might be going through like a bad day or something might have happened to them, thus causing them to lash out a little bit. So it's always important to think about the other person's perspective because you don't know what happened to everyone. And everyone also, everyone has like shit that they go through in their lives so linda would you say that you're i guess if you do find yourself in conflict what is the thought process you go through before you officially resolve that conflict oh that's a good question i'm about to spill all my secrets here <laughs> <laughs> well secrets of how to like cope with issues and like how i get by them so i think it depends who i'm dealing with so if it's a stranger or just random people in the street like you said it's not worth engaging so i just don't even bother because it's not going to impact me. I kind of just shrug it off. And then if it's someone who like is a friend or, or a close friend or like a family member, those are a little bit trickier to handle for me. I think usually if it's like a small issue, like I step back and I think like, am I overreacting or whatnot? And like, if I am, 
Well, either way, I give myself about 20 minutes to, and I usually will let the other person know, like I won't disappear because in my head that can be interpreted as me being like a bitch or me trying to ignore the subject or, or, or ignore them. And so what I usually will do is I'll text them or I'll call them or whatever and say like, hey, like I'm going to go on a walk for 20 minutes. And that's usually my thing is I'll like physically go on a walk or I'll go on a run for 20 minutes. And then I come back and like during the walk or run, I don't think about anything. And then I come back and I usually am a lot more clear headed. I'm better able to like think and interpret the situation. And then I come back and have that discussion with them. And I usually, if it's not bothering me anymore, I'll just let them know like, hey, it's not a big deal, whatever, let's just drop it. But if it is something that like, even after the 15, 20 minutes, I'm still thinking about, then like, like you said, we have this need or this weird tendency to like close things. And so I'll like talk to them about it, but I will always phrase things in like an I perspective. Like I won't say like, you do this, you do this, you do this. And it pisses me off, Mm -hmm. which like, yeah, that is the truth. But there's definitely a better way of communicating in order to mediate the, the conflict. So I usually say like, when this happens, I feel this way. Or when you do this, I feel this way. Or like, I'm sure you don't mean for it to come across this way, but I interpreted it as this way. Another big thing for me is I always apologize. Like I don't apologize for my actions if I don't think I did anything wrong, but you can always apologize that it's created or led to the other person feeling this type of way. So like say, there's a misunderstanding and the other person is upset, but like, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. Then you can say like, I'm sorry you feel this way. I'm sorry for you. Or like, I'm sorry you're angry. Like, I think it always helps because it shows the other person that you are trying to understand from their perspective and like you are trying to resolve the issue at hand. But yeah, I think, I think usually after that, you just talk it out and like everything seems fine for me. Like it's always pretty easy. What about you? Oh yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Personally, I'm someone who's pretty sassy, pretty hot-blooded sometimes. That definitely taking at least 20 to 30 minutes just to clear my mind. I don't always tell the person I'm going to take a 20 to 30 minute break or anything. I kind of just stop responding because I know if I like start responding, who knows what I'm going to say when I'm seeing red. So after like 30 minutes, then I'll usually feel calmer and like realize, okay, what I was angry about was not that big of a deal. But again, yeah, if I'm still upset about it, then at that point then I'll dwell on it and think about my action why is this upsetting me so much am I overreacting because I know sometimes I can overreact over small things and then I'll respond back preferably through text because everyone is able to take the time to write out the words I know where everyone says like oh it's better to do to do it in person but for me like I like to think things out and I don't want to offend them because if it's in person I might say something that would come Mm -hmm. off as really offensive so if I write it out then I can articulate myself in a more mature and more calm fashion and make sure I'm not saying anything to add flames in the fire. And I think it also gives the other person that same chance. But of course, if it's something that's that texting would just make even more complicated, then we'll like, I'll try to meet up with a person and talk things through like over coffee or something like that. That's kind of the process, I would say. Yeah. Of course, situationally, everything's different. But yeah, trying to keep, you know, keep calm. I'm not going to say Carry keep on. calm. I'm not going to say that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> So I do want to talk about something that is like pretty interesting. So 
you know, we as humans always like to resolve conflict. And you, like you mentioned, we don't like having those negative vibes around us and we don't like experiencing like problems. I do think that, and this is just like the nerd in me, but I think that like another thing that comes into play is the fact that like way back when, when it was just like smaller groups of people living in bands as nomads, like things were a lot easier to resolve because you live in this group with like 50 people and you're going to live and die with them. So there shouldn't be any issues. And Wait, it's easily like, no, I don't think that's true. Cause I feel like nomads were more barbaric. So they'd probably just kill the person. Well, they just killed each other and fix the problem. But anyway, like, um, what I mean is like, as society has grown, uh, and at large, we've like moved into like cities and, and it's like not, a, it's not like rural anymore. It's like very urban now. Like we tend to coexist in groups, if you make sense. Like even, even in high school and stuff, when we had lots of drama, it's because, you were in different cliques um, and different squads and whatnot. But like now we live in groups and I think groups tend to have issues with each other too, like conflicts, because like our understanding of like self, we tend to be friends with people who I guess agree with the same values, the same beliefs and are kind of into the same things. And so like our understanding of self is identified as a group. Like we all understand each other. And then you like can categorize like the sense of other or like other groups because like those differing values then often lead to like conflict, I think. So like I'm thinking of it in my personal experience, which is kind of petty, but like, you know, like in our group of girlfriends, like if something happens to one of your friends and they're like kind of talking shit about someone, like you all start talking shit about the other, that one person. And you like immediately like defend your one friend. You like don't really listen to both sides of the story. And I mean, initially, initially you like totally defend your friend until you like truly think about it and can like solidify an opinion. But like, it's because you identify with that person. And so like, it's interesting to think that like one person's conflict can become like the whole group's conflict and then you have like groups conflicting with each other at that point on a grand scale of things I think that's a big reason why like because when you think of conflicts it doesn't just apply to like day-to-day conflicts it also exists like on a global scale like a mass scale like, we have so many conflicts that we have a third party organization aka the United Nations there to like secure like help maintain that sense of security and peace like like conflict I think it's crazy to think it it can be as minuscule as like hey, someone cutting you off on the freeway to, like, wars. And in Venezuela, you have you have two, like, rival presidents, I think. And, and like, the people are still without water or electricity and just, like, uh, I don't know. It's just, I think it's a lot to think about. But it's, like, no matter how much we try to resolve conflict, I think there's always going to be conflict. And, like, even though it is kind of a social contract between individuals, between groups, between nations to, like, resolve these conflicts, it's interesting that, like, innately, we will always have conflicts. Yeah. Do you think that's just because it's like the human condition? Like we, I mean, obviously no one's going to like everyone and you're going to have conflict with people, but is that just like, I just wonder why that is that we're, we're always going to have conflict. Like there's never going to be peace. I mean, this is getting into like this my deep, other personal yeah. <laughs> belief. This is getting into my other personal belief, but like I've read enough and studied enough. Like one of my favorite books is like the heart of darkness by, um, I think Joseph Conrad. So he writes, about the idea well I guess the the thesis around the novel is that like innately we all are kind of savage in the sense of actual like not civilized human beings I was gonna be like savage (laughs) I mean like (laughs) that too we are kind of savage too but like we are all 
self-interested when it comes down to it. Like no matter how much you are an altruistic person on some deep level, you're always going to be self-interested. And like maybe that doesn't apply to like you and your closest friends because like you're always, you know, rooting for your girlfriends. But like especially on a global scale, like you're always going to be self-interested. Oh, totally. Like, totally. And, 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 but even in your day-to-day life, like you navigate your life in a, in a way that is going to give you the best outcome for you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, let's, I agree with that. Let's get real. Like so I think I think that's why like conflict is something we're never going to not have. True. And it's crazy. It might be the end of the human race before the sun even burns out. Yeah. And I definitely agree. We all are self-interested, especially like having studied economics and everything. That's like, you know, one of the basic mm-hmm. principles. Oh, that's the basic principle. That is the <laughs> basic principle. And I totally agree with it. It's nothing bad or anything. I mean, it's just, you know, mode of survival. You want to look out for yourself. Yeah. Like some type of conflict that I experience pretty frequently, actually, and I'm sure you can relate since we both work in the sim- in a similar field that doesn't involve either individuals or groups of people is actually politics in the office. And like, I didn't believe it when I first started working because, you know, I'm a newbie, but it's actually real. Like a while ago, I, you know, wanted to express something. And then another person told me, oh, you shouldn't say that because it's going to be perceived this way or, or like, no one's going to help you because everyone is just interested in themselves and, and staffing their teams with whoever they want. And so if whatever you want or your goals interfere with that, you're not going to be considered a priority when you voice your concern. The concern will be getting the right people on the right teams or getting the people who each person in charge prefers. And like, this was crazy to me because I never thought that like, whoa, like actions could be so motivated by by certain like, I guess like aggressions, I don't know. But like, that was a new thing that I ex- had to experience and a new type of conflict that I've never had to really work with. And, and that's something that I actually don't think you can resolve. So like we talk we talked this entire episode about being able to resolve conflicts, how to cope with them, or sometimes just not even engaging. And like, this is one of those instances in which you're kind of helpless. One, we're newbies, so we don't really get a say in anything. And like the extent to which we do get a say is to voice like our interests and our short term, our short term career goals and like what kind of projects we want to like get our feet wet in. But like ultimately it's up to the people that we express that to, to like support us and help get us to the right people make the right connections. So like there, there are things that we can do in all our power, but we cannot intervene in the office politics because it's way out of our hands. And like, it is something that I guess you have to learn to just not engage in. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Office cultures has always been like a top down kind of culture. And since mm-hmm. we are definitely at the bottom again, we don't have that power. It's infuriating for everyone. Um, and especially analysts or associates, I think in order to cope with that, because we cannot resolve that conflict, is just being able to bitch with your other analyst or associate friends, you know, like stuff like that keeps you sane. So at that point, Mm -hmm. it's really just finding your tribe within the office space and being able to bitch with them because they're feeling the same thing. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I, I'm not gonna ever like step outside my, my uh, zone of limitations because obviously I have no power and like it I I have no right to say anything like people above me have the experience and the right to do these things and like if I'm in their steps I mean sorry if I were in their position like obviously it is a power dynamic these are power moves like obviously I want people who I prefer on my team like they're doing what is expected of human nature you know so it, it all makes sense it's just 
a frustrating process. Yeah, it's that like it's everyone has stupid. to deal with on yeah. all levels. Like even even the directors and the partners who like seem to have all the power, who seem to wield all the power, they're subject to being bitched at by like the client. Like it, like the client has all the power in that sense. So like we all deal with it according to our own level. But we all get shit on. Yeah. And end of story, we all get shit on. So yeah, like that's a great conversation and it's great to know that conflict is always going to exist, but you know, we're all doing our best. We we're all in the struggle bus we're and we're all in this together, y'all. Just take it day by day. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we're excited to talk again next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again next week with more tea. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you're new to the squad, hit that follow and subscribe button. Leave a comment because we'd love to hear what you think, and give us five stars because why would you give us four stars? And once again, live life like you mean it, because really, it's it's never never fine. fine.